Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence, and by Dow Automotive Systems, innovations for clean powertrain solutions. This is AutoLine Daily for February 9, 2011. Later on in the show, I've got some strong criticisms of our gutless Secretary of Transportation, Ray LaHood. But for now, the news. While the FBI is at it again, last year it raided several Japanese supplier companies with offices in Michigan over allegations of violating antitrust laws. Yesterday, the agency raided the Michigan offices of Japanese seatbelt supplier Takata. According to WXYZ Channel 7 in Detroit, the FBI wanted any communications between Takata and other seatbelt suppliers dating back to 2005. They were also interested in supplier Tokai Rika, which was involved in last year's raid. Takata says they have no idea if it's related to the prior investigation and that they're cooperating with the investigators. The Department of Justice says there is an ongoing investigation for violating competition laws at automotive electronic suppliers. Car sales are booming in China, and that's causing a big problem with traffic congestion. According to Gascu, traffic backups are now spreading from the large cities into smaller cities and villages. One man says that a ride that used to take him a few minutes now takes him over an hour and a half, and it's much worse in large cities like Beijing. Finding a parking spot in the city is becoming impossible. It's either too expensive or there aren't any spaces left. So citizens park illegally in bike lanes, on curbs, even on sidewalks. And there's been reports of violence over parking spots. Beijing has started to limit the number of cars allowed in the city, and undoubtedly, more cities will follow suit. And you've got to wonder if this will ultimately limit the growth for China's automotive industry. Dodge just unveiled five new RT models at the Chicago Auto Show, including the Charger, Challenger, Journey, Durango, and Grand Caravan, the so-called Man Van. Each vehicle gets a host of upgrades like retuned suspensions and exhaust systems, unique design treatments, performance tires, and yeah, higher prices too. More exciting Mopar news includes the reveal of the 2012 Charger SRT8. This thing has a completely new look with a much more aggressive front end. Its gaping grille almost reminds me of an Audi. Under the hood, it's got a 6.4 liter Hemi V8. That works out to 392 cubic inches for you old school car guys. Now that's pretty small by muscle car standards, but it's expected to deliver a walloping 465 horsepower and the same amount of torque. Chrysler says that's good for 0 to 60 in the 4 second range with a quarter mile time in the high 12s. Looks like performance is alive and well in Auburn Hills. Ford finally released information on its 2011 Territory SUV. Think of this as Australia's version of the Explorer. According to Autoblog, it's getting a new design with a trapezoidal lower grille opening that's somewhat similar to the 2012 Focus. There's no official word on what's going on under the hood, but you can probably expect some version of Ford's long-running straight six to find its way in there, and possibly even a diesel. Look for the 2011 territory at Ford dealers down under this May. Last week, we reported that Hyundai is reporting its corporate average fuel economy, or CAFE, numbers every month, along with its sales, because CAFE is sales-weighted. 
I said Hyundai's numbers look a lot better than any other major manufacturer because Hyundai is not a full-line manufacturer. Well, that prompted John Kraftcheck, the CEO of Hyundai America, to write us in protest saying they are indeed a full-line manufacturer, which deliberately has not entered the market for pickups or vans. Well, I'd say they're close to being full-line, but not truly full-line. That aside, Kraftcheck points out that Hyundai breaks out both its passenger car cafe and truck cafe. Last month, its cars averaged a very impressive 36.4 miles per gallon. For our metric viewers, that's about 6 liters per 100 kilometers. Hyundai's truck line, based on three SUVs, was very good. 29.8 mpgs, or about 8 liters. You know, I like the fact that they're breaking out their past car cafe. In fact, I would like to see every car company report its fuel economy by EPA weight class. Now that would be valuable information for car buyers. Coming up next, I take on Ray LaHood, the Secretary of Transportation, because he doesn't have the guts to call it like it is. Reducing exhaust emissions, airified diesel particulate filters, high filtration, low back pressure, small package size, excellent durability, DowAerify.com. Yesterday, the U.S. Department of Transportation announced it could find no electronic problems that would cause sudden unintended acceleration in Toyotas. Ray LaHood, the Transportation Secretary, said since they could find no electronic defect, it was clearly a mechanical problem. Well, no, Mr. Secretary, you are dead wrong, and you don't have the guts to call it like it is. This is a human problem. This is driver error. It's a problem of people hitting the gas pedal instead of the brake pedal. What makes me so confident to make this call? Because we saw this exact same thing happen 25 years ago with Audi. Back in the late 1980s, Audi was accused of having a defect in its cars that caused unintended acceleration. Thanks to sensationalist sham reporting, notably by the television program 60 Minutes, Audi was vilified and practically driven out of business in the United States. The only thing that saved Audi was that the Transportation Department finally admitted, after exhaustive studies, that the problem was driver error. But even back then, the department didn't have the guts to call it driver error. They called it pedal misapplication. So once again, we've had exhaustive studies, this time involving Toyota. In fact, the government even pulled NASA scientists away from their missions of getting the U.S. back to the moon or even on to Mars to study a problem that clearly did not need more studying. And they did not address points that I raised here well over a year ago. How come there are no reports of unintended acceleration involving Toyotas with manual transmissions? How come there are no reported un incidents of unintended acceleration outside of the United States? That's because of the litigious society the United States has become. We don't accept that humans can make mistakes. Not when there's a chance we can sue for millions of dollars by blaming a big bad corporation. Now, I'm not against suing corporations, including car companies. But in this country, we've taken it to a degree not seen elsewhere in the world. The litigation machine run by the plaintiff attorneys is out of control. American corporations face the highest litigation costs anywhere in the world. No other country even comes close to us. And this is a clear call for tort reform. 
Let's start by eliminating contingency fees, where lawyers don't charge clients anything up front, but get a percentage of the settlement. Then they go out and sue for huge amounts of money. That'd be a good first step. And then let's get a transportation secretary who has the guts to come out and call it like it is. This sudden acceleration problem is merely driver error. And that's today's report on the top news in the global automotive industry. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.